it's Mikey and Daglio. for weight. <laughs> and I am still waiting in vain for my time to come. And welcome to the Out of Practice Podcast, a day late and a dollar made. What's going, <laughs> what's going I think, on, thanks? I think we might be up to $2, actually. Oh my God. Stop the presses. Have we peaked? Oh, so many peaking. Uh, <laughs> I, hope, I hope we haven't peaked, but if we're being honest with ourselves. Oh, that would be so sad if we'd peaked. I, tried, I mean, I tried never on the to podcast, not in life. I clearly peaked. I peaked, uh, I think, July 2011. I don't know that I've peaked, but I can tell you this much. I've surged. I have <laughs> surged for my life. Keith, please do me a favor and roll the objections bumper. Okay. I object to the fact that global warming, May showers, whatever it may be, have brought quite a few number of heavy, heavy, heavy showers and storms to our area as of late. One of which the other day forced me to recognize that power strips and surge protectors are very, very different things. Oh, and uh, yes, they are fried out my entire home entertainment system, including my Internet. Oh, that is the worst, the worst. And so we are a day late because I just on our normal day that we record, I did not have the Internet and I uh, had to go to Best Buy and repurchase a modem, a router, a television and buy Wait. a surge protector. But you don't get your uh, at least your modem from your ISP. I do. I do. In fact, I had to exchange it. But uh, I just thought I'd wrap it into the Best Buy trip for the sake of oh, brevity. Oh, I see. You're making a better story. Well, you yeah. know, you're welcome for me undermining it. So, all right. So you had to buy all of those new things, including a new television. But I, knowing you, you weren't that sad about having to buy a new TV. So, what is well, the new specs on your TV? Let's hear it. Uh, I got a 4K TV with HDR rendering, uh, HDR 10 plus HDR Dolby Vision, uh-huh, which is excellent. pretty sick. But let me tell you why it made me a little sick to the stomach, because not but a year ago, I had to buy a new TV because the LCD panel blew on my other television. So this is the third TV within like a five year span. Oh, snap. So I made, it forced me to do two things that I, I thought I would never do. One, buy an actual surge protector for $200. Shit. Yeah, that's serious, man. It's been an expensive week for you. I know. On top of that, I had to buy the protection plan on a television, which is for suckers. Whoa, you became the sucker. I got the five-year protection plan because my wife ain't going to be buying another TV. <laughs> so Yeah, no, I, I feel that. Usually I laugh snidely when they're like, would you like to get the $5? You know, it's only another hundred, whatever dollars, $200. 
for the right. five-year protection, anything goes wrong. And I'm like, get the hell out of here. No. Right. But this time I just sheepish, sheepishly put my head down and said, okay. Oh, I hate when I'm sheepish. Ish. Sheepish. Yeah, sheepish. All right. Well, you know what? I have an objection, too. Okay. Object away. All right. So I, in a moment of peak and boredom, uh, listened to one of our episodes. Uh-oh. And let me tell you what is not interesting. Me saying something is interesting. <laughs> Do you say it a lot? I say it constantly. Oh, man. I, like, oh, this is interesting. This is interesting. This is interesting. I think I say that more than I talk about Star Trek. Well, you broke the, you broke the rule of listening, which I think inevitably will lead you to hate something. That's true. I did betray my cardinal rule when I started this podcast. <laughs> it's not to listen. On top of all of the drama, my mother-in-law has been visiting for the past few days. And, oh, uh, well, there's a there's a great and dangerous subject to talk about on the podcast. Dude, tell us exactly <laughs> what you think of your mother-in-law. <laughs> no, she's wonderful. Um, but however, it, along the in the vein of what you were just talking about with listening to the podcast and hearing yourself say things you hate, I was we were flipping through the movies to see what we wanted to watch last night. Spoiler alert: we watched Crazy Rich Asians, which was quite quite cute. Oh, was it good? It was. Yeah, I'm yeah. Gonna, it's on HBO. We should probably watch it. Yeah, worth a watch for sure. Um, it's a cute. It's like a different spin on a rom com. Um, anyway, so as we're flipping through, I some videos, uh, some clips of the unnamed Jersey Boys ripoff that I participate in oh. flashed on the screen. To which my wife's like, "Oh, you got to show mom X Y Z," and I'm like, "No, that's all right." A, I don't want to watch it. B. I don't want anybody to see it and see. Wait, are these on the YouTubes? They're not on the YouTubes. Um, <sighs> definitely not any of me, I don't think, are on the YouTube. But regardless. I, mean, I feel like uh, our listener would really appreciate, uh, you know, a clip from that. If someone ha- somehow is listening this many episodes in, they've already go- YouTubed us. So I think it's it's safe. No, they haven't. No, that's true. It's a step too far. <laughs> you really think, you know what? I've just spent two hours listening to these people talk. Well, you know what I want is more of them <laughs> and less of the show that I enjoy that I chose this nonsense for oh man anyway we ended up having to watch like one or two of them and man do i hate watching myself in stuff oh it's the worst oh, i can't I, I literally can't such anxiety anyhow yeah. all of the new gadgets are purchased the hulu is queued up we are in it to win it it's about to storm again today so who knows if we'll ever have uh if i'll ever get to another episode so we might as well watch it now that's true. Could be our grand finale. And in what are we going to do? We're going to save the mule season two, episode nine. It's uh, we're, we're getting like we're hitting the uh, sweet spot of the uh, season. I don't know if it's sweet yet. I don't know if they're good, but because I, I actually don't watch ahead now. I, I watched the episode that we're talking about, but I I stopped myself from like plowing through the rest of the series. So some of these now I haven't seen in a long, long time. Oh, good, good good so i don't know what's really coming either well keith this episode aired saturday november 15th 1997 big big day which begs the question yes. what were you doing dot 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 i'm pressing this day it in the basement oh my god that oh, hold on i stepped over my cue this day in the basement Okay, well, that's a good question. Uh, so I, speaking of like technical nerdy things, I was working on the very first website 
for MMU Drama, which was my high school's drama club. Uh, which <laughs> this is interesting, amazing, right? So uh, they'd never even had one because this was you know ninety seven. The website for the school was like barely like one of those like Netscape icons that GeoCities right coming soon. Yeah, no, but well, because it was a school, it was under this you know like the state funded oh, right. servers and this this that the other thing. So it was really. Uh, now you look at it, it's like super controlled, all that kind of stuff. But it was the Wild West back then. So they're like, hey, can I do a website? And like, sure, why not? So I went out, I got my HTML code and figured out how to do it and figured out how to put a picture of myself kicking over my head while I was uh, playing, when I was in Kismet mm. <laughs> for a sophomore year. Oh God, that's so embarrassing. Uh, but yeah, like it was, it was one of the first ones that had like pictures on it. It was very, very fancy for 1997, and I'm glad it no longer exists because I bet it's pretty embarrassing. You think it? I'm sure it's been wiped, but somewhere in the bowels of the internet, there's got to be something left of it. I don't. I doubt it. I mean, like you, you might have the Wayback Machine, but it won't have any of the images, and it was mostly just like pictures and shit. So, ah, uh, yes. Uh, but I, I definitely posted the logo. I also did the logo for mo- most of our. Uh, of the shows that we did, but that year we were doing Grease, so I had uh, so I'd gone into Adobe Photo Deluxe woof <laughs> and uh, definitely embossed the car from Grease to put for our logo. Oh, Remember how it, long those web pages would take to load? Oh my god, for You ever. had to really want to see what you were about to see. Yeah, and it's amazing that anyone did anything other than clicking on boobs, but in fact, I'm not sure anyone ever went to the website other than me, but I was very proud of it. And you'd get one of those like little hit counters that were like maybe worked, maybe didn't. Like <laughs> 12. <laughs> so way down, so what were you doing? way down in Pennsylvania, I was, uh, I was freshly plucked uh, after my 17th birthday, which I had been just two days prior. Right. So I'm 17 years old and uh, I had my first girlfriend. I'm sure that... Uh, I'd like to think we were hanging out and doing something fun, but the truth of the matter is, speaking of early days of technology, you'll recall, as I've mentioned many times, I was in this band. Now, this 97 and 98 were kind of like our big years, and we had just recorded our first CD, as I, you might recall from season one, I played a few tracks. Yes. Now, these got mixed and mastered. We paid to do that. However, it cost too much money to press CDs. So what we would do is we would go to EB Games or uh, Micro Center or wherever you, whatever computer ah. store you'd go to, and we'd buy those like pa- five packs of blank CDs. Now the issue only was... Only five packs? You didn't get like the spool of 100? They didn't make those yet. Oh, they only had five right. packs with jewel cases, right? Right. <laughs> so we'd have to pop those all open, and I had a one-speed... A 1X. A 1X (laughs) CD burner. And so the CD was uh, 36 minutes, I believe. One at a time, I'd have to burn 30. So I would spend my weekends burning CDs. Oh, my God. All weekend. So that we could sell them and make like, I mean, like 60 cents on the dollar. Now, did you put those? uh, (laughs) Yeah, right. Did you put the sticker on? Yeah. I had a little sticker maker. Yeah. And if, God forbid, I screwed it up, which happened. I That CD was blue. We blew it. Oh, well, I did that, too. I mean, I didn't release it commercially because I wasn't that cool. But every every year for, I think, 14 years, 
for Christmas every year, instead of gifts, I recorded an entire Christmas cop-out CD <laughs> of like, you know, stuff I've been working on or stuff I'd written, stuff I'd performed in, this, that, the other thing. Just garbage. I actually like have fire. I have an old Varney Brothers album still in my possession. Oh, that's that's the Christmas cop-out. Yeah, because I, I eventually roped in my brothers. Well, because my older brother, Sean, is a, was a, rec- is a recording engineer, so he did all the recording for the first were they all titled the same thing this one is called geekish tendencies oh no that was christmas that was one of i think it was like five or six or whatever it was uh yeah sometimes they had a subheading, sometimes they didn't but geekish tendencies was the uh title track from that album i can't believe really i not only have it but my sister still listens to it in her car what yeah, I, get, I left it at in Pennsylvania years and years ago. Whenever I had it, and uh, she just has it in her car because you know she she has why? a CD because she has a CD player and there's nothing else to play. Uh, oh, I will personally purchase her whatever CD she wants in the world <laughs> so she can be free of. Oh, that was a no. I'm why? Not, I don't know that she listens to it often, Keith. I wouldn't get. I wouldn't run down the rabbit hole too far. But uh, but I know no, that for I, a fact I, that it's in that car. I'm concerned for her. <laughs> Uh, well, maybe, maybe you should just, you know, feel humbled and let's continue. Oh God. That, that I think that was a really bad one too. Keep oh, I think it's cool. Oh boy. All right. Well, we can, <laughs> we can discuss that in a different podcast. <laughs> oh God. All right. Well, we can move on to, uh, some <laughs> much better music because what was on our radios in uh, November 5th, 1997, it continued Wow. To be our candle. Yeah, no, this stuck around for a long time. It's so, all- but Elton John's very hot these days. Well, the new biopic opening tomorrow. Yeah, I should be. I'm only sort of interested in that, but you know, I'll, we'll, I, we'll see. I, Jen has a show tonight, and I'm, I'm debating whether I'm going to take myself to see Aladdin. I'm going to wait for you to tell me what to do. You're going to go to Aladdin? I was thinking about it. Ugh. Will Smith really has me on the edge about it. Well, I mean, everybody loves Will Smith. I just... The live-action musicals, I, I just don't like. Even, you know, and I'm a musical guy. I love it. I'm really excited for Lion King, but Aladdin, I'm going to have to force myself to go if I go at all. Yeah, I, I think that's... In fact, I don't think I've seen the original since it came out. Uh, it's what, well, it used to be my favorite until the Lion King. Lion King still, like, holds a special spot in my heart. Oh, well, it's a... It's a masterpiece. It is. But, uh, and of course, I played Jafar in an unlicensed children's production of uh, Aladdin once. Wow. MTI, get on it. I was terrible. You'd be such a great uh, Jafar. I could also see you as a, as a, um, who's the Gilbert Godfrey role? The Zaz- parrot? Yeah. Iago, <laughs> Iago. I could see you as an Iago. <laughs> <laughs> but actually, uh, and we are now digressing super far, but the guy who directed it is now a very well-known playwright who's, uh, his show's going up at Roundabout, like, this month. Did I see Jillian with an assistant director credit on the internet? She is. She is actually assistant directing a show that's, uh, the first preview off-Broadway is tonight. Well, congratulations to Jillian Varney. Our wives can continue to... Be better than us. Clearly, well, they're you know it's uh, they're 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 not peaked yet. No, in fact, I'm going this Sunday to see Jen sing at the Drama Desk Awards. Oh, really? 
I'm go- we're going to the drama test courts too. Oh, what are you gonna wear? Are you just gonna wear a suit? Probably. I mean, suit at best. I might. I might do. Can like, you dress down? I don't know. I mean, I, I have no idea. I think I might just do like, like a suit top with jeans and. Oh, good shoes. I was thinking that too, but then I got an eye from this uh, another agent friend of mine who's like, "You're not gonna wear a suit." And I was like, "Shit." Oh well, but you're you're there with a the performer. I'm just there as press, so I don't think I, like I don't matter. Well, I don't I'll matter either. Nose. No, sure you do. Your wife's performing. I'll be spoken by the Earl. Oh, we we ran we, we ran way, way over that. We ran so long that he finished the song. That was him performing live at the funeral. Oh Jesus, that's dark. Yeah, well, you know, we're a dark podcast here. Okay, so uh, well, speaking of quick, movies, Keith, what was the top movie? The top movie was a movie called The Jackal. Who the hell's and the jackal? It, it pulled in fifteen million dollars. That's what it was. And uh, all right, so it, you look it up, and then you tell me something about the jackal. But I will tell you while you're doing that that the Burlington Free Press mm. headline of the Burlington Free Press on November fifteenth, nineteen ninety seven, was "Deer Hunters Give Economy a Shot in the Arm." See what you see what you did there? Yeah, yeah. Burlington Free Press. Yeah, well, because it's you know November is very much hunting season. In the rurals, if you happen to be in the rural, you'll know what I'm talking about. Uh, so wear your orange when you're in the woods. Um, yeah, that was always a factor with my family because the we lived on 60 acres of forest. Wow. And so there, there were hunters going through it all the time. Uh, and sometimes we posted, sometimes we didn't. Um, but yeah, it was, it was definitely part of the culture. You'd see uh, the, the only thing that we really objected to was the idiots road hunting. Which is they drive slowly up the uh, up the dirt road with like their gun hanging out the window, looking for something to shoot from the ah. car. Which is like that. I mean, it's illegal, obviously, but right. uh, oh, that was ugly. Well, Keith, I wanted to tell you that the Jackal, uh, much like the Out of Practice podcast, holds a firm twenty three percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Ooh, that doesn't sound. It good. was a vehicle for both Richard Gere and Bruce Willis. Oh, interesting. And uh, yeah, it w- ran two hours and five minutes. Mm, mm. And yeah, that's that's really as far as I'm going to go with it. That sounds pretty forgettable. I will say that uh, David Nusur says that it's a less than engrossing vibe is at least tempered by the effectiveness of the three leads work and a smattering of compelling sequences. So that's the uh, that's a hot take by uh, good old Ooh, David Nasir. Smattering of compelling sequences. That's uh, that's the best we can hope for. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Uh, and in uh, good old Astoria, New York, it was uh, cold. Thank you. That was very succinct. Yeah, I figured uh, we've all grown weary <laughs> of it. <laughs> <laughs> but like Letterman, we're going to keep doing it until it becomes funny again or for the first time. Yep, yep, yep. You're right. You're damn right. <laughs> I also wanted to remember quickly for all some of my fellow wrestling nerds that there was a this there's a brief lived uh, WWF show called WWF Shotgun Saturday Night, uh, which had a great. Oh god! This was the the Madison Garden debut of Kane, the Big Red Machine, who was coming to face the Undertaker, who in the storyline was his brother. So uh, it was a big it was a big deal back in the day. Boy, that's some high drama for something I know nothing about. Yeah, it's interesting. I have a, a, a spot in my heart for pro wrestling. I still do. No, I, I understand. I mean, like, certainly when we were kids, it was all Andre the Giant and yeah. 
Hulk you know, Hogan. My, so I my, paid attention my, to my brother actually turned out to be a professional wrestler for a little while. Really? Well, you know, we're going to have to talk about that. We will. He ended up not being quite big enough to do it for too mm. long. So he started, he stayed on as a trainer for a while. And his claim to fame is, you know who he taught to wrestle? Who? Dave Batista. No kidding. He went on to become a uh, international superstar uh, to which my brother won't let me forget it. Okay. Well, that's an interesting. All right. Well, you know, when we do our uh, wrestling spinoff show. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, that's, that's cool. We can bring on your brother. We can bring on the... Um, the guy who runs Astoria Bagel, it's uh, his his mother owns it and he works a lot. Also used to be a professional wrestler. Oh shit, I didn't dude, know that. Dude is huge, like super super nice guy. Best bagels on the planet, I would say. Yeah, but we got to talk because there's two different. Uh, in fact, there's now three Astoria Bagels. Really? Maybe we're talking about. There's a couple of no. There's about a hundred of bagel shops, so maybe we're talking about different ones. No, no, no. This is the one on Ditmars. That's where I live. Yeah. All right. Well, it's the little one with the green awning. Uh, blue. Yeah, the blue. Yeah, I know the one you're talking about. You're right. That's not the one I'm talking about. Yeah. Well, because I talked to the uh, the mother a long time. She who owns it. She's always getting people trying to franchise. Like what? Like why the fuck would I do that? Huh? I've got a bagel. See, I'm already exhausted. Fuck them. That's what she said. You Harvard idiots. Yeah. Was that? Is she from Boston? No, I just said Harvard and the Boston. I, you know, I, look, the Bruins are are in the Stanley Cup. <laughs> Game I'm like two all tonight, Boston all right? the time right now. Game two is tonight. I'm going to watch that. Wow, we have wasted so much of your time. No, no, no. People love it. Okay, let's move on, though. <laughs> Do they? <laughs> who? Who are these people who love this? Tom fucking Brady. Tom Brady. That's true. Tom Brady must enjoy my Boston accent. All right, so let's finally talk about... Season two, episode nine of The Practice, entitled Save the Mule. Now, this was was written by Ed Redlick and Andrew Smith, but not David E. Kelly, who is only credited here as the series creator. So he took a week off. Uh, Now, Ed Redlick. Yeah, after last week, he felt like he needed it. (laughs) Right. Uh, So uh, the other person who wrote this was Andrew Smith, who is strangely, especially for this episode, a comedic writer. He's uh, he wrote on the View. He was the head writer of SNL for a long time, and uh, by far my favorite IMDb credit thus far. He was a writer on Playboy's Roller Disco and Pajama Party. Oh boy! In 1980, I think something like that. So I uh, could not find a clip of that, but that had to have been something. Uh, and this episode was directed by John Patterson. Uh, who you might know directed a bunch of episodes of The Sopranos, uh, worked on Providence, Magnum P.I., Cagney and Lazy. He did all of the iconic like late 70s and 80s uh, TV shows. You know, but we don't we don't working. we don't have a sequence uh, entitled What Does Mike Think's Going to Happen? But we should. Oh, we should. All right. What does Mike Think's going to happen? There it is. That's pretty good. What does my thing's gonna happen? I think. Well, if I recall correctly, last week Lindsay decided right, you, need to, you need to do that bumper though. Like, but do it like country style with your guitar. Okay, deal. That's your assignment. Deal. What does my thing's gonna happen? <laughs> um, <laughs> maybe I'll just sample that. Uh, <laughs> well, if if I'm not recalling, we last left one of our intrepid heroes, Lindsay. She was uh, working for the mob. So she was working for the mob. So I see saved by the mule 
or saved the mule, not saved by the mule, different, a <laughs> saved different by the mule, a different Mark Paul Gosling vehicle. Um, <laughs> I'm going to guess this involves Lindsay getting involved, uh, with some sort of gangster or mobster, uh, with drugs. Fair bet. That's fair bet. But no spoilers. Let's find out. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, Keith and I are going to pay the bill. Are we? <laughs> what? <laughs> how much money do you, th- how much of, of our podcast, uh, ro- like royalties are going to cover your television router? <laughs> modem oh, we're not going to pay my protector. bill. We're going to pay the bill, which is, I think, uh, the, to offset the cost of, I don't know. Do we have any, do we have any overhead? <laughs> anyway, so. we're going to roll the commercial right yeah. now. And we're back. We oh present. My God, it was so much funnier the fortieth time. Yeah, it really was good this week. You really, yeah. oh. it was a certain joie de vivre. <laughs> I really brought it. Season two, episode nine of the practice. Save the mule. Save it. Oh God! Anytime. Give me a break. So foggy. So Lindsay's standing outside an airport. Chain link fences. Hey. Al Daly. Lindsay Dole. She's in there? Yep. Already. I'm holding her on suspicion of smuggling. Hope you have a strong All right, stomach. shall we do it? It's not exactly. No, I, I, oh, what happened? What happened? Uh-oh, oh, Keith God. got a surge. Oh, God, I'm surged. No, that's that would be the oh, wrong that's cue. very long. That's very old. Man, I'm so on. I'm killing. This is it. like three weeks in a row. You can't get your shit together. <laughs> Guy in a very attractive overcoat. Okay. Wow, we are just we're crushing it. Mm-hmm. Want to talk some more about WWF? <laughs> 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 that is Gregory Itzen who is a character actor you have seen in many, many things, including he was, uh, actually, he was the set of the president on 24. This is the second episode in two weeks, or second actor in two episodes that has played the president on 24. He was in Lincoln, Big Love, and here we go, two different characters on Star Trek Enterprise. He was Dr. Dysick on Star Trek Voyager and was two more characters on Deep Space Nine. So uh, he did five different characters on a good unnecessary Star, Star Trek. Trek reference. The line must be drawn here. This far, no farther. And on top of that, which we will find out slowly, he plays five different characters on the practice. Jesus. Which uh, I feel definitely is a character payment issue. He probably pay, like I'm Ted the Fed. I'm Bob the Fed. I'm Charles the Fed. So I don't have to pay the guy who wrote this. Well, since already our our podcast portion is longer than the episode we've played, uh, just as a recap, we're going into a U.S. Customs facility where a client is being held, and that's all we know. That's all we know. Exactly. A four-star hotel. Oh, look, people in cages. Mm. It's so quaint that it's just adults, though. Yeah, that's Where are the nice. children? That's fake news, man. They're all swallowers here. We bring them straight from the terminal. A lot of people with stomach of, aches. 
Ill people. Yeah, well, they, they're all suspected of swallowing drugs. My name is Lindsay Dole. Do you speak English? Thank you. That means a little bit, Keith. Have they arrested you. Thank you, thank you. Oh, is a guy taking a shit? Uh, I, I yeah, well, if you see done. there, oh, no, the, it, it has a toilet, but it has a bin you open up to take the but shit I'm out. Here. Are you okay? Because it's evidence. Yes. That's a bad job. You have a fever. Oh, no, it's a micro kind I of disagree. job. Oh my god, your stomach, <laughs> it's like a rock. I'm gonna get you a doctor, okay? No, please. There's no doctor. There's no doctor. Sick lady. Muhair, who's feeling mal. Yeah. Oh boy. What? <laughs> no, it's true. No, it's true. Uh, that, That's hey, twelve Beto. years of Spanish, man. Si, por supuesto. All right. So that is Karina Oroyave. Uh, Oroyave. Oroyave. Oh my God, I'm doing great. We're sorry, lady. Wherever you happen to be. Seriously. Uh, so she, I recognize my claim to fame with her. She was on the first season of Twenty Four. Ooh. As one of the uh, one of the hackers, uh, now I have, but I have a question about her performance in this, and it may shock you, especially based on my mangling of her name, that I am not a uh, linguistics expert on Colombian accents. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the accent she uses in the show feels weird some way. It it sort of seems like a bad, like what an idiot white person like me would do as a stupid Colombian accent, but she's actually from Colombia. So I'm assuming that's just me. <laughs> You're assuming that. I mean, the alternative <laughs> is that on set, she was using her actual Colombian accent and somebody was like, no, no, we're going to need no, is a there any way one. that could be more stereotyped and bad. Yeah. Which I guess it was the nineties. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Now, they'd have us believe that U.S. Customs do not treat their pe- people in their custody well. I couldn't possibly imagine. She needs to get to a hospital. They won't let her go? No, they won't let her go. Not before. Oh, she's we know that guy. Her. We've seen him before. Can't let that happen. Yes, indeed. That's our... Uh, that's Benny, right? That's, the, that's Benny who came in with the drugs. I can't remember Helen Gamble's name, but Benny, <laughs> Benny the but drug Benny, guy? Benny, you got... Uh, also, uh, you called uh, constitutional rights. Yeah, let's hear it for some uh, liberties. You called Bobby Donald, Bobby McDonald once. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry I didn't catch it. <laughs> did you hear that on playback? I did. Yes. <laughs> Bobby McDonald had a firm. <laughs> She craps were dead. Did he just say if she craps were dead? Yep, that was the quote. <laughs> oh, and it leads into the, the, the theme. Oh, yeah. That's how every teaser should oh, end. Oh, Bobby McDonald. If she craps were dead. Oh, man. Well, it is McDermott playing Bobby McDonald. <laughs> I mean, you know, he's Did a he great mean? lawyer, but... But nowhere as good as Eugene Burger King. Yeah, man. It's always yeah, like this, third this is verse. great podcasting. It's just listening to us bop out to uh, this weird theme song. You know, in my life, I've never seen as many overcoats as I see on this show. 
That's the only way you know it's Boston Eugene, and not L.A. I just called him. He's on his way. He should be here any second. Whatever you do, don't let them give her any coffee. I won't, but Bobby, I think she needs medical treatment. You think? She needs a doctor. No, no doctor is. We're going to need some fast research. Oh, she's fucked up right now. This is ridiculous. Bye. Get this woman to a hospital. Get this woman to a hospital right now. You're all looking at manslaughter. You think I'm kidding? don't care. You don't let them do anything invasive. She's in trouble. She's refusing treatment. Just ask her. Ask Benny. There could be a health risk. There's a conflict of interests. Wendy, she's refusing medical treatment. We're yeah, shot in a moving car on the series. Yeah, it's big time. Right. Let them treat the symptoms, but nothing invasive. Pills, IVs, fine, but no x-rays. That's the client's wish. Fine. She better do what she's told. What are we Damn. talking about? The, the lawyer or the mule? Both. So clear our lawyer just dropped us. Five weeks before the trial? Here's the B One week B, before the, B the story. summary judgment hearing. Did he give you a reason why? He said we had no case. Cancer cluster? They all live near the power lines in Medfield. They sued the state. No offer? Not a penny. It's going to trial. Lawyer dropped him yesterday. It sounds like a major dog, Jimmy. I wouldn't touch it. Yeah. Maybe I'll just meet Jimmy gets lawyer. all the dogs. I want a complete workup and abdominal x-rays. No, no x-rays. In oh, fact, man. I'm unemployed. You can't even hold her without... She met the profile. She was evasive in response. Evasive gets you detention, not custody, and certainly not tested. This poor lady. You know, I like the sense of urgency in this episode. But there really is a ticking clock. A woman's life is at stake. Once you go into emergency medical, though, like, do you get a say in what they can and can't do? I thought... Oh, absolutely. Doctors yeah, gotta do what treatment. doctors gotta do. Oh, okay. Mm-mm. I think, you know what she needs? Bring her in for a... Uh, a, a uh, a refused C-section. Have him do a, uh, a quick C-section of poop. Noticed, yeah. This is an emergency room. Doctors work here. And as this woman's lawyer, I'm telling you, do what you can to reduce the fever, but nothing invasive and no x-rays. Man, can you imagine that? They had her at the airport. Can you imagine having to shit 16 pounds of coke? Lockage is causing an infection. They've stabilized her fever, but that's it. Plus, I've got a U.S. attorney hovering like a bat, pushing for x-rays. What have they got? Nothing. They did luggage, body cavity at the airport, didn't find anything. That's it. She's not letting them touch her. Okay, it's been three days. She's not at the airport anymore. Let's challenge the detention. Keep putting off the x-rays as invasive. I'm on my way. How much do you think she swallowed? Could have been 60 to 70 condoms. Fun day. Excuse me. I'd uh, I'd like to speak to an attorney. Actually, I'm a little busy right now. So if you'd like to take a seat outside. I have a friend. I have no shits to give, says this guy. Friend uh, who may be in need of some legal consult. Well, maybe he should come in. Yes. And he would, but for uh, certain concerns. um, Issues of security and uh, the like. Uh, You'll understand more fully when you hear his uh, situation. Oh, Sir. the man is... Uh, hello? See, this is where they like to hide them. The listening devices. Um, Should we roll that up, I, Keith? I, I'll tell you. 
It's time. Old Looney Tune. Guy who could be in that game, guess who? <laughs> what? Remember that game, Guess Who? Where you would like have to guess who was the guy and then you'd like flick the little things down? Oh, he does look like one of those guys. Yeah, right? I was going to make fun of you, but you were totally right. <laughs> very, It's very rare, so Ronald McDonald that. <laughs> This kook is Martin Ferrero, who has done a lot of things, but let's face it, the most important thing he has done or ever will do is he plays the annoying lawyer in Jurassic Park who gets eaten on the toilet. Oh shit, that's him. It is him. Yeah, well, you, you, that made him and that broke him. <laughs> it did. Oh, I will not say it's legendary that's or that he is interesting. That's, that's, uh, Those that's are my two catchphrases. We're actually pretty booked up right now, so I don't think our firm will be able to help you, so... The Celtic rarely dribbles at nightfall. <laughs> it's you? You're the one who's been writing us those, those crazy letters? And the check, mind you, the $5,000 check. Which we have not deposited. Please, deposit it, Mr. O'Donnell. I am Samuel Feldberg, and I would like to retain your firm to represent me. I'm... I'm in a lot of trouble. See, I was taking a crap and the dinosaur ate me. Life finds a way. Crap finds a way. It's what this whole episode's about. All right, well, they got a lot of IVs in our mule. And the doctor is concerned. Lindsay is unimpressed. Ampicillin and fluids have the fever on hold for now, but we can't do anything until we know what she ingested. Doctor, we're not sure that she's ingested anything. Yeah, right. That's some bullshit, Lindsay. Well, I mean, legally, she has to. This is like the whole what the whole episode is about. It's this weird kabuki theater we have to go through in terms of rules of evidence. Mr. Aikman sent you. I'm representing you. Okay. It does feel like she's doing an accent. Yeah, it seems it, it seems like what somebody who I know. He knows. Like doing a bad version of that accent, but like We'll talk about She's actually Colombian. Like I'm assuming he knows what she's doing. But. Well, I mean, that said, I'm of Italian descent, I and if I attempted to do an Italian accent right now, it would be I'd pretty like comical. My client. <laughs> That's a decision. Well, for the fair enough. Service. Unless they have probable cause sufficient to justify an arrest. Nurse. Although I do wish it was just her subtly farting the whole episode with like serious music playing. <laughs> we just worked in like small little farts throughout yeah. the entire episode. Let her go. If she agrees to flip her contact, I'll get her immunity. Ah, you represent the boss. She doesn't officially. Many years ago, I committed a terrible crime. For 25 years, I've been a fugitive from justice. I'm ready to pay for what I did. Look at his fat I'm ready tie. To turn myself in. Will you help me do that? Well, what'd you do? Fowler University. 
They were doing research for the government. They were projecting civilian casualties for a war that was illegal. Well, I found out, and I uh, detonated one of their facilities. Well, was anybody killed? Not to my knowledge. I mean, the, the building was supposed to be empty at the time, but they were talking about murder or it's attempted murder. They could charge me with anything they wanted to, so I went underground. All these years? I'd be willing to stop running, but only for a deal. I'd have to look into it. I should warn you. There is risk involved. This guy's creepy. I mean, the damage that we did, what we exposed. I mean, these people have very long memories. I'll look into it, Mr. Felberg. That's, um, that's all I can do. He don't like meetings. You tell Mr. Aikman this meeting is unavoidable. Lindsay, don't make me bring back bad news. He's gonna... She's still refusing treatment, right? Yes. Okay. But Customs is going in this afternoon to get a court order. Well, they can't once they've accepted they the case. We're gonna fight it. And it he did give her that retainer of a uh, suitcase full of cash. Oh, one more thing. Tell him his good little soldier might die. All right. Can't they just not work for that boss anymore? Friendly neighborhood drug kingpin! Oh, God, no! Just get around that hospital. I keep telling you we need a judge to accomplish that. Just do it. Excuse me? Please? Benny. Friendly neighborhood drug kingpin. I got it out! <laughs> he said kingpin. Kingpin. I sure did. Oh, boy. Who is it? It is... Oh, God. It is Maurice Godin, who uh, you would know from House Working and every bad TV adaptation of a movie, such as Poltergeist, The Legacy, and RoboCop, the TV show. And he was also on Lois and Clark, one of my favorite shows from that I time period. I loved Lois and Clark. I did for all of the reasons you would expect, but also his quirky sense of humor. Yep. And Terry Hatcher. Oh, Terry Hatcher. Oh. Monitor this. He's not happy, Keith. No. He doesn't well, like when his mules have to poop. The custom service. How often have you encountered <laughs> internal smugglers? Hundreds of times. Good we shot there. I like it. Swallowing up from the uh, Logan. More than that when I was balcony. And what in particular oh, that guy. do you look for? That uh, guy. What are the signs that someone might be smuggling? Customs inspector we all know from other things. Guy. <laughs> Bring in our A-game, guys. A-game. That is Troy Evans, uh, who you would know from Ace Ventura, The Frighteners. He also was on the TV show Bosch for a long time and 129 episodes of ER. Damn. That's probably how we know him. And also from Lois and Clark where he played the character of Bibbo Bibowski. Mm. Bibbo Bibowski. And you know the writer's room was proud of that one. <laughs> yo, I'm thinking we should alliterate the shit out of that. Bibbo Bibowski. Uh, while we're stopped on this wonderful frame here, Keith, let's roll that other yep. bumper. Okay. Here, uh... Who's danger? 
is Stefan Girosh, who you would know from Carrie, The Jeffersons, Barney Miller, The Hulk, Fantasy Island, Starsky and Hutch, Bonanza, Gunsmoke, and every other television show from that era. His first credit was in 1952. Some would say he's legendary. <laughs> but I'm not doing it anymore. I will never say legendary character actor again. Evasiveness in response to questioning. If someone's overly talkative or appears nervous, we'll take a second look. And naturally, if someone resists a luggage search or search of their... In a stunning moment of serendipity, one of my cats just took a huge shit. So that smuggle run is over. Person that gives rise to suspicion. <laughs> what was he smuggling? What Apparently, be carrying stinky wet cat food. Body packing substances of any kind, personal lubricants or anything that could be used as such, as well as stomach medications, and uh, the irregular placement of sanitary pads uh, can be a tip-off. In Teresa Cortez's case, what led you to suspect that she might be carrying drugs? Ms. Cortez was traveling from Colombia. Her passport showed several trips there in the past year. She appeared nervous and evasive. And the judge is doing a crossword. reluctant to allow a search what for is this case. When she did allow it, we found several tubes of lubricating cream as well as two bottles of medicine. She became increasingly agitated after a more extensive personal search, so we requested that she allow us to x-ray her abdomen. She refused, and at that point, she was detained. This judge is like overacting the shit out of this. I think he's like he's like bored and distracted. That's what we're supposed to be getting from this. But he looks like he's doing it on night court. Yeah. How about a gun? We're required to. Yes. And were you aware that Miss Cortez had lived in this country for only six months? No. And that her father had been kidnapped and killed by the Colombian army? No. And that she herself had been held for two months by the Colombian police without being charged? Is there a point to this? The point is that there are very good reasons why Ms. Cortez <laughs> may have displayed nervousness around a uniformed officer. Her state of mind is not relevant to these proceedings, Mr. Young. Only the officers. Excuse me, Your Honor. He based his suspicion on her state of mind. That makes it relevant. That's a good point. Hurry up, then. Okay, we got it, Judge. You're impatient. Uh, now, this, this uh, more extensive personal search, what is that? That's a strip search and body cavity examination. And in your experience, only drug couriers become increasingly agitated by having their body cavities examined? I didn't say that. You said her agitation was suspicious. We look at the entirety of the circumstances. Oh, you mean the so-called lubricants you found? That would be hand cream, wouldn't it, Mr. Lowry? Yes. And the stomach medicine. That would be an acid. See, yes. the, the judge is like hamming it's it up, like some sort of a that if I cartoon character. My hands and upset stomach and a decent sense of privacy. Then you're, I can you're steamed up. You're fired up about that. Keith. probed and handcuffed to a bed. It's that not the right. No. He's, he's acting in the wrong show. That's I stopped listening a while not ago. Not great directing. He's still on Bonanza. Mm. Truly. What do you mean nothing? You blew up a building. It was 26 years ago, and it was two rooms of an annex, and it didn't blow up. Think smoke bomb. But he jumped bail. He's been a fugitive. Bobby, it's not a limitations thing. We don't want the guy. Good to see Helen without her hand on Bobby's dick. Not me personally. Yeah, well, you know, we'll, the we'll get there. They wrote off a lot of cases nobody cared about. Sam Felberg was one of the lucky ones. Okay, what if he's arrested for something else? Will the warrant still drop? Sam Felberg's not even in the system. He's a free man. That's great. Um, I appreciate this. You appreciate this? 
Yeah, I do. What about our dinner dates? You appreciate them too? Helen, can we not go there? Oh, where's there? The intimacy place? I'm just huh. asking you to talk about how you feel, Bobby. Well, I feel like not talking about it. Let it. Is, they're at work. This is a badly written, stereotypical storyline for a woman. Again, like, why are you talking about your feelings? I'm going to be weird and inappropriate in public situations and be emotional in things that aren't. That's just I didn't say bad, that no stereotyped. I said it couldn't be written proven in a court of law. Or it's Helen Gamble. People got cancer in a two-mile radius. Eh, we don't know. All we I mean, know about her thus far is she's poorly but written. I couldn't find any scientific data to say that the power lines caused it. What am I going to do? Make it up? There's no studies at all. There's a hundred studies. This is back in our cancer cluster none of them story. Conclude that exposure to radio frequency radiation has any link to cancer. Is that William Barr? Well, Mr. Baluti, we're not talking <laughs> it about does look ball, like Bill Barr. The state, <laughs> their attorneys won't even return a toll call. Even so, to drop your client so close to trial. Yeah, did you watch that Mueller press conference that. today? Sure did. I, I wouldn't even call it a press conference, really. He didn't really take any questions. I no. chased down every expert. I figured there had to be something under the surface. 11 people got cancer. But it all came up empty. And as for a trial, I took this on. Look at how nice his knot is. That is a nice, full square knot. Yeah, well, good kudos to the uh, cousin... It would be the, yeah, the customers there. But then Jimmy the is wearing a shitty half knot. Now, that either shows that the actors tied their own ties or they, that the costume department, art department, really was specific about who would tie what, tie what type of knot. I think it's character specific because, like, it is in keeping with who Jimmy is and how he operates. I mean, he's portrayed as the, the, the schlubby dummy. Yeah. I can't tie like, anything but a half knot. Oh, please. Like you can get a tie on me at all. <laughs> what are you gonna? What kind of knot are you gonna wear for the drama desks? The only I don't know. I don't even know the difference between the knots. I, <laughs> I don't even know what it is. I see a table for two schlubby dummies coming up. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> definitely. Lucky I'm not wearing a Bruins jersey to so the awards. <laughs> I had to eat my loss and get out. Yeah. And for those people, I hurt for them. I do because I believe those power lines have. Something I was thinking wearing black jeans it. too. I, I feel like we could be but onto something a here. A lawyer friend of mine right. came to me and said, "Should I run with this?" Jimmy's showing so some nice empathy there. You don't really yeah. That. Your Honor? How could you? The judge is watching television. Yeah. Judge Brewster? Is not. They brought Tiffany back. I knew she wasn't dead. I'm so sorry. And I <laughs> He's watching soaps. All my children? No. No. They, they don't have to have titties on all my children. What? <laughs> oh, these girls have, you know, titties. Uh, Your Honor. It's good to know. We should come back later. Titties? No, no. They don't have titties on all my children. That was the no, line. Mr. Daly, the government wants to hold this woman uh, indefinitely, isn't it? I'd like to see some probable cause. We feel if we're allowed to uh, take x-rays... But you're not? Your Honor, a uh, reasonable suspicion test as laid out in Montoya and accepted by this court in Brax. Brax wasn't about x-rays. The Fourth Amendment has been found compatible with non-routine searches. You've had your non-routine search. You stripped the woman, you found nothing at all. If you want more, you need consent. No x-rays. Thank you, Your Honor. Uh, further detention is also unwarranted. I'm sorry, Mr. Young. Despite your fine efforts out there, 
I, uh, I'm convinced there was reasonable suspicion to detain Miss Cortez. The whole point of that detention is to allow that suspicion to ripen into the probable cause needed for an arrest. She's been held for three days. That's not enough. Those That's a shit in three days, huh? That's bad lasted, news. Uh, 24 days. Mm-hmm. 24 days. Can you imagine the size of the stool when the dam finally burst? <laughs> uh, if you want to get your client off, she has to agree to an x-ray. That's all. Otherwise, let nature take its course. <laughs> it's a trick. It's not a Imagine trick. Imagine the size of that stool when the dam finally burst. Don't you see? They have been chasing me for 20-some odd years. You think they're going to give up just like that? I can show you the files. In Bismarck, they showed up as agricultural inspectors. In Cicero, it was census takers. In Tucson, they were looking for water table pollutants. So this guy's actually really being hunted covertly, or he's delusional. Delusional. Why would they just let me go? I'm telling you, Sam. Do you know what was in that supposed math building that we blew up? Strategic analysis. And they denied it was even happening. See, I'm a threat to them. I don't know. There's Bobby no McDonald has blue eyes. As, man, they are deep blue, blue, blue eyes. I am a threat to national security. It's all the security. farmer. He's got that perfect five o'clock shadow. Always. I'm crushing, man. I'm crushing hard on Bobby McDonald. It's always 5 o'clock for Bobby McDonald. It also means that whatever (laughs) is stuck in there is stuck pretty tight. Doctor, in those cases where drugs have been I want to write an album with you called Bobby McDonald Plays the Blues. How long before something breaks? (laughs) That would depend. Only if he actually sings it. Oh, we got to get him. handle the acids in a human stomach, so eventually, if they're not expelled, poisoning will occur, most certainly at a lethal level. It's ugly. This doctor is giving us a great I ain't got time for this shit, Jim kind of face. Yeah. It's a good performance. I'm running out, guys. She flips whoever she's mewling for. I'll make sure that she walks. Look, I think at a minimum, you should tell this woman to get herself another lawyer. Yes. Well, she should, because these lawyers have a conflict. Because they're working for the drug dealer, not for her. Right. And so the quote-unquote bad guy here is really on the side of ethics. We understand that, Mr. Aikman, but you hired us to represent Teresa Cortez and her interests. No, Mr. Young, I hired you to represent me, knowing in the course of that representation you'd be defending some of my mules. But I am the client. Legally, it doesn't work that way. We represent her just like we do you, and it may be in her best legal interest to make a deal with the police. Legal interest? That's not always the number one criterion. No, that sounds like this guy's some terrible. Kind of threat. That doesn't hold well with me. So, no, this is another case of Lindsay starting a case, and then a man coming in and doing all the rest of the talking. Mr. Young. You can drop me as a client. We both know that's not going to change anything. She may die, for God's sakes. Doesn't that mean anything to you? I'm a drug dealer. People die in my line of work. The goal is for it not to be me. 
Well, he does. At least he's honest. Yeah. You've got a conflict here, I understand. I also understand all you got to do is make your clients aware of that conflict. So you go, you ask her. Let her decide. She'll do the right thing. This drug dealer knows his shit. Yeah, I feel like he's been, this isn't his first mule rodeo. No. A mule rodeo? Imagine the size of that this. stool. You want me to bring in your clients? When the dam finally bursts. <laughs> Helen, this guy has spent his whole life thinking he's this big fugitive expatriate civil activist. When I told him he wasn't wanted, it was as if he suddenly became meaningless. Like his whole life amounted to nothing. You want me to arrest him? Yeah. To give his life meaning. Yes. Bobby Scott is wearing a a three button suit and he's got all the buttons buttoned which if I'm not mistaken falls under the never clause of the always sometimes never rule oh well well I don't have any buttons that actually uh, are able to be closed over my gut these days so I'll never have I'll never have that issue it's not exactly what we do here Bobby this I know Helen I was just hoping do you know how many cases I have what are the chances she's going to make this about sex? Do you know how many clients I have? Right. Real criminals? Okay. Here's what you do. Tell him his ability to elude us for so long is so embarrassing to us and the FBI. For public relations purposes, we have decided to conspire and say it never happened. He's free, so long as he doesn't go on Oprah. It's clever. Oh no. Have I jeopardized our chemistry? Well, there, there, we, hey, there we go. I'm heading back to the hospital. What are you going to say? I thought I'd give her a crash course in legal ethics. Maybe explain why the model rules of professional responsibility require me to let her die. Lindsay. What happens if I get on the phone right now, Eugene? Call up the ACLU, suggest there's a woman in need of counsel. They'll ask you why. Then maybe you shouldn't have agreed to work for a drug dealer. Gee. Teresa still has a choice. If she only we'd had, like, of who a two-episode arc about yeah, trying to pick better clients. Against that offer part of the job description. Maybe I should go with you. No, I'm fine. Yeah, Eugene. Relax. She's also a lawyer. And has proven herself Ooh, what's in the candy fishbowl today? You understand why I can no longer represent you? Condoms so. full of cocaine. And you understand... I really am not allowed to counsel you to tell you to do anything that can be bad for John Aikman. I see. Please, Teresa. How bad do you have to poop, Teresa? The next lawyer may not... <laughs> if, uh, do you feel like the dam is Mr. about Aikman to burst? Hires him, that lawyer may not look out for you as much as he does for Mr. Aikman. Do you think... <sighs> do you think that I should do this? What they offer? Uh, I'm not allowed to say. I've already said too much. But Mr. Eichmann, he, he will pay me. Yes. Okay. So uh, I, I'm the casting director, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And uh, so, uh, uh, Mr. Indeglio, please come in. Uh, we're auditioning for the part of this uh, of a drug mule who has to poop, uh, and. Uh, so I, what I need from you, can, can you just like make some sort of a face and noise about how much you have to put? You can't poop, but you really, really have to. Uh, oh, oh. <laughs> okay, now, 
Now, can 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 you add? Please help me in a really oh, bad Colombian oh, accent. Mr. Keith, please help me. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. We'll 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 call you. We'll wait. So when will when will we be making <laughs> making decisions? Well, I've got a I've got about a, a another hundred fake poopers uh, okay. to to get through. Now, <laughs> what if I, I really have to poop? Is there a restroom nearby? No, no. In fact, it's inherent in the character. <laughs> Mr. Keith, <laughs> you can't poop between now and filming because we've re- like yeah. we're we're gonna method act this. I have to go. <laughs> Thanks so much for that. You're welcome. Hired you. Yes. And you're gonna do the whole scene with that tube jammed straight up your nose. Yeah, we're gonna method that too. Oh, two tears for Lindsay. And a synth for the ages. Oh, I got a screenshot well, of tears for the next it. video. It isn't easy. Is it safe for me to Oh, there's there's uh, our girl Cameron. Yeah. But be careful just the same. It they you know, I have to say good for Bobby for playing along with the kook. It's the big yeah. thing. Did you see that goofy sticker on Helen's desk? Not Helen uh Cameron's Eleanor. desk. You were our last hope. See that? Oh, yeah, totally. Just, even if these magnetic fields did what you say, we can't win a lawsuit without proving it. Eleven of us have cancer. Neighbors. Isn't that proof? As far as the science goes... Unfortunately, it's a little too late in the episode to actually see this through. Dump. Wasn't any toxic waste or well water. I'm sorry. Okay. Well... Thank you for your time, Mr. Baluti. Sure. Wait a minute. Oh, shit. Ben. Ben. Let me run it by the firm. Maybe there's something we can do. I'll let you know tomorrow. Okay. What a crazy 90s haircut. Thank you. Going for it. It's the Rachel. I couldn't just let them walk out like that. The case can't be won, Jimmy. It's just going to cost us a fortune. Back me up, Eleanor. Jimmy. Just back me up on this one. I I don't ask for much. That's not actually true. He wants her to die, Benny. You know it as well as I do. I don't know anything. If she recovers, she's a witness. She dies, the cocaine. Lots of extras in this cafeteria scene. She knew the risks, she knew the benefits. She has a four year old boy back in Colombia. Look, it's out of our hands now, okay? Yeah, if you're trying to get Benny to have a heart all of a sudden, I don't know. She won't listen to me. She thinks Aikman will somehow protect her. I think she'll listen to you. You can't trust Troy Aikman. What kind of death was she thinking about? Especially not in clutch situations. Ooh. We gonna be able to live with ourselves, Benny? Technically, you don't represent her no more, right? So what? Trace's stomach explodes, she dies. You can live with that? Yeah. I won't live turning on Aikman. This I know. Benny. You're a drug lawyer, Lindsay. You know how this stuff goes. What's my prize for call- getting this right this week? Oh, the eternal respect, and uh, hey. I won't post the uh, hey, audio <laughs> of you doing the poop thing online. <laughs> Other tells than, me. you know, on the podcast. Yeah, right. How's the condition of the girl? The poop thing. Same. <laughs> you were honest with her. More so than you should have been. 
These two are a match yeah. made in heaven. Benny Small said, Is it too late for me to write erotic fan fiction about their relationship? It's never too late for erotic fan fiction. Get over it. You're a drug lawyer. I guess he's right. I can't do this anymore, Bobby. The, the bread and butter, I... I don't care. I've had it with drug cases. Okay. Okay. <laughs> really? Yeah! Really? You don't have to be a drug lawyer. You were calling Thanks. this episode shot by shot. She put herself into it. She doesn't have to do it. Fine. Helen's really trying to get me to fuck her, and for some reason, she's the one person I don't want to fuck. Right? What's stopping you? Excuse me? With Helen. Oh, All God! That you. All what? that work on the what? farm. Why? She, she say something? She says you seem stuck. Like you want to go forward, but you won't. Oh, it's just that... I love you, Lindsay. There's somebody else. I like her. Oh. That... That may be the problem. I like her. And? And before I go down that road, I gotta be sure about... She's gotta murder somebody. Everything else. You know? Bobby, everything else is clear. It just doesn't make it any easier that she's a friend of yours, Lindsay. We both agreed. If either of us met somebody who could be... You've met somebody, Bobby. Doesn't bother you. Well... Wait, are we learning that they have history now? Yes, we are. You called it I'll again. Get a lonely. You and Helen are a good match. Besides, I feel on the verge of meeting somebody myself. Don't let her get away. She's a good one. How could you be so adult about all this? At least it's not that she's some just super neurotic pet. You know what I mean? Yeah. At least justifies a little bit of the puppy doggedness she's been displaying. It makes me feel better. Yeah, I mean, at least... Well, and also, at least she has some agency in the situation. Right. Because I know what we were, and I know what we weren't. I just wish that... I just wish it were harder for you. At least a little. So I need to take a time out here. She's like, I, I wish it were harder for me, too. Keith, I need you to improv me a theme song uh, okay. about a non sequitur. Okay. This is a non sequitur. So I was talking to a friend and I was like, oh yeah, I have this friend who used to date her. We were talking about this mutual person we know. And they're like, oh, is it so-and-so? And I was like, oh my God, you also know so-and-so? And they're like, yeah, what do you know about that relationship? I was like, oh yeah, that it didn't work out. And you know, he was pretty bummed. And this person goes, oh, well, did you know why it didn't work out? And of course, at that point, I'm like, yeah, it's juicy, juicy, juicy. And I'm thinking it's going to be something. Oh, no. I think it's going to be something like, oh, he used to hit her or she used to be an alcoholic or something like crazy, right? Because the face of it was made. And he goes, he just liked too much shit shoved up his own ass. 
<laughs> oh god. And I was like, uh, I don't I don't know where to go with that. Uh, well, I mean, what compels you to like that's the gossip you're going to do? That's intense. It was intense. I just thought it was an apropos story for this particular episode in this particular situation. <laughs> you're really really tying it together. I like it. Maybe we should celebrate that we were able to keep the secret. Oh, we not from me. Not from me, Lindsay. That's true. And it was some secret while it lasted. Wait, how long ago did this happen? We don't know. Look at them. Getting all small. What? Oh, shit. Oh, my God. Kids, they are making out. Making out right in front of us. I, I'm... I'm both imbued with pride. <laughs> you called this. You absolutely called this. And also a little lust. <laughs> That's the part I didn't want to hear. <laughs> and I have to poop real but Whoa! He's taking her shirt off. They... They've been gonna, banging. They're going to do the nasty right on the couch. Shoe off. That's where the shoes come off all over the office. Who walks in, Jimmy or Helen? This is a really awkward, long sex scene, Fade yeah. Out. And Not her the type of show, guys. Ability-wise, I know it's weak. Well, at least somebody's working. Huge. I think it's <laughs> worth the risk. You got a guess on the cost? A lot of the file is already built. I figure... Experts and time, we could try it for thirty thousand. Well, not in this episode, Jimmy. We're gonna have to wait till later in the season. No. Well, what am I missing? You can't make liability on this. The fact that they haven't even tossed nuisance change—that should tell you something. I think we should take it. Sorry, Jimmy. I think we should take it too. What? Why? Because eleven people in a two-mile radius got cancer. Something's going on. Just because we can't prove it doesn't mean it didn't happen. No, well, that's generally loyal. Whether or not you can prove it is a little relevant. There's a reason no other firm will touch it, Eleanor. And that's exactly why we should take it, Eugene, because no other firm will. That's not good logic. I'll authorize five thousand on discovery. Then we'll see. Thank you. When Rebecca gets back, she's gonna scream. Yeah, Rebecca, who's not in this Thank episode, you. strangely. You won't be sorry. You had something to do, man. Good luck, Jimmy. Everybody, sometimes, sometimes you gotta call in the understudy. Lindsay, we know what you did. Bobby, we know what you did. Any change? Bobby, I'm fine. I meant Teresa. Any yeah. change? Oh. Nothing. Eugene sniffed that right out. She's not a good actress. She's actually quite a good actress. Eugene, well, not a good... The character is not a good actress. Right. That's the nuance. Somebody's dead. That's the somebody's dead face. She's rushing to the hospital. Where is she? Lindsay. What happened? One of the condoms tore. Massive cocaine poisoning. She's in surgery now. But how? Did she let you treat her? Before she lost consciousness, yes, she gave us consent. We have witnesses. Thank God. Well, it's a little too soon for that. In surgery? She consented to it. 
Did you influence her? Well, your lawyers, Mr. Aikman. We couldn't do anything to hurt you, could we? That was a little too smug, Eugene. You didn't sell that. You're just gonna have to lay low, Sam. To break that door that For way. How long? It could take a while. I don't know. It, it's a trick. How could they not be arresting me? Sam, sit down. Now look. Bobby? Helen. What's new? <laughs> um, we're in the middle of a meeting here. I know about your meeting. Why do you think I'm here? Mr. Felberg, my name's Helen Gamble. I'm with the district attorney's office. Does he know his rights? Well, oh, um, well. You finally surface after 26 years and you expect us to What if to they really prevent. took him away? That'd be awesome. Do you have any idea as <laughs> they to executed the him. of your crime, Mr. Felberg? I do. It was pervasive enough that people actually thought you were some kind of hero. They took this fugitive existence as noble, patriotic even. Well, let me tell you something, sir. Blowing up buildings is not my idea of being a patriot. But I do know one thing. <laughs> if people were to learn that this case was being stirred up again, it could threaten national security. It's the only reason I'm willing to cut any deal. Well done, sirs. You've earned your this lunch. This is how it's gonna be. You plead guilty to one count of arson, one count of assault with a deadly weapon. I'll drop the treason charge. Suspended sentence or you get nothing. On the condition that this stays sealed. Completely sealed. You understand that, Mr. Felberg. Speak a word of this and you will feel the full might of my office. I promise you. I understand. No more trips to Jurassic Park. Draft the plea agreement. <laughs> that was very sweet of her. <laughs> that was. It's like the first thing the character's done that makes me like her. Cocaine out of her stomach. Unfortunately, she's now being cheated on, so. Yeah. I don't think she'll be up for a while. Thank you so much. I'm not her lawyer, but still, let's remember Dr. Patient Privilege. Anything she says to you. Thank you. Well, good, good episode for Lindsay, huh? Bad news is, yeah. we got it for possession. You still got some Fourth Amendment problems. But I'm not her lawyer anymore. I'll really miss our banter. That was a good pregnant pause for him. Yeah. Wow, the panning on the uh, on the sounds here. Camera's great, moving. Great moving. Yeah. Let them operate. Don't you say a little oh, the sound, yeah. Be my death warrant. She's gonna be okay. Ah. Spoke to the doc. He told me it's good. You saved her life, Benny. But whatever. I gotta go. I gotta go. You gonna be okay? Maybe not. Not if Aikman finds out. So how does it go now? Well, I think they'll offer immunity if she'll turn over Aikman. The amount of cocaine, they've got leverage. They could put her away for a long time. He'll kill her. He won't kill her. And she will never get to testify. 
So Benny was the good guy. He told her to uh, take the deal. He's going to kill both of us. Knowing full well that she wasn't going to live that long anyway if she's going to testify against the drug dealer. Right, but from his perspective, now Aikman's probably going to kill him. Stuff like that. You'd be expected to pay. Okay. The first thing will be to get by the summary judgment hearing, which we should be able to do. I'll put in a call to opposing counsel. Do you know who's representing the state? Uh, a big firm of Finley Hogue something. What do you know? They got a good reputation. I think okay. they're the ones they do Look, the tobacco uh, case against. To do. Yeah. I got all the files. Your old lawyer says he's happy to cooperate whenever I need him. This is good. This is good. We're off. Other than thank you. Well, anything to uh, give meaning to somebody's life, right? To um, make it more full, rounded, complete. Funny. And funny, yes. We, uh, we all need complete, round, funny lives. Uh, listen, I don't mean to be dragging my heels like an old mule. I sense this. It's why I hang around. I know somewhere in there you appreciate me. I do. Now I want to bang you on the same couch I bang Lindsay. <laughs> oh, Bobby, you slut. Bobby, you ignorant slut. Wasn't so terrible, was it? That's the first time they've kissed? Oh. Oh, the tiger's the tiger's loose. Oh. Oh, Lindsay! <laughs> Don't do it. Oh. Ew, the loud kissing sounds. Gross. I mean, close your blinds. What's wrong with you, Bobby? Let's go. He just for someone who's like such a his dog, office, he's terrible. It was like a swinger pad. Oh yeah, that we knew it was coming. All right, so we're seeing a body bag. Somebody got offed. We don't know if there's family or anybody else to make an ID. Sorry to do this. It's okay. It's okay. I caused it, basically. <laughs> oh shit! It's the Aikman. drug dealer. Benny? Benny. Three gunshot wounds. That's him. John Aikman. Man, they flipped it. it. Sure did. Good twist. Any idea? None. Benny took him out. Wow. Keith, I, I think we might have rebounded from last week. I think we did. That was a crazy episode. Okay. All right, look at that. We saved the mule. The we mule was our show. Ooh. Better, 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 better. Charm the snake. Charm the snake now. Charm the snake. Okay. Wow. All right. That was a uh, was a lot going on there. So much. So much going on. All right. Well, 
guys, we have some very important work to do now. We don't just finish it. We have to make some important decisions. First of all, which one is... Most Valuable! Okay, so lots of uh, lots of nominations here. Interestingly, we actually didn't... There were no actual cases this week. I mean, we didn't see any cases to fruition. Uh, not different. Well, there's no no jury decisions made, but certainly the judge had a big hand in determining the search and seizure rules, whether or not they could take the X-ray. We've had a lot of people made some big moves. We had Lindsay kind of decided to get out of the drug mule business while keeping her clients safe against better judgment. We have Jimmy against better judgment doing the right thing by taking on a case of people who really need the help. Which clearly seems like a setup for hopefully a long arc because a big class action, that sounds exciting. Big underdog class action. I think with the double tier, with navigating a lot of moral waters and ambiguity and getting her client not not but just safe as far as the poop is considered, but also out of the proverbial shit, I think we we could... Sort of saved her life. yeah, Yeah, I think we could throw it to Lindsay. Yeah, I think that's a I think that's a fair assessment. I mean, I think she should have uh, make made the mule get a separate lawyer immediately. Yeah, um, which you know, to be fair, is a the end of the agreement with the drug dealer because that's what she was hired to do. Um, but I think that was that was the important moral decision, which I thought was interesting that the it was the Fed who gave her yes. that idea. Um, but my most valuable lawyer is actually going to be Mr. McDonald himself, Bobby Donald, um, by using, you know, very unconventional, but clever means to give meaning to uh, creepy Jurassic parks guy's life. Um, like it was, I think it was just the right lawyer move. Use his connections to, you know, it's sort of a convoluted arc that he did there, but it was, it was the right solution to a unique problem that most people would have blown off. Yeah, it was it was a really it was the humane thing to do. Whereas Helen, not, not I mean, not as much. Her motives were clear a little, little bit more to get Bobby to owe her one. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. I mean, he did take five thousand dollars to do it, but you know, it, I, I think that was also part of the subterfuge. So. Yeah, I, I, I got to give it to Bobby. All right, so uh, that is a split decision. Congratulations, Lindsay and Bobby, on your most valuable lawyering. That's not the only thing they shared this episode, is it, Keith? It sure isn't. My goodness. All right, well, it is time to determine... Already famous because you've been on TV. Getting, Getting a paycheck. Pay first entry on your IMDb. Way, Way to, to go. go. You're the best. All right, best guest actor. What are you thinking, Degs? I think we got to give it to Jurassic Park Toilet Shitter. <laughs> uh, to Martin Ferrero, congratulations on that being the one, how you are known on this podcast. 
it's apropos. He was on a shit episode. Yeah, well, I you know I think he did a no. I I I think you're right. I think he did a he did an excellent job. It, it's a it's a character that could be super scenery chewing, and you know, but he was able to keep it restrained, keep it believable in a way that the judge didn't. Mm-hmm. You know, it was it, it felt like it was in this world, even though it was a Looney Tune, um, and he brought some heart to it, so that you actually felt for him, and and. Uh, we're well, rooting for him to to get this meaning, especially for a character for an actor known for playing assholes. And he gave a lot of heart, him and Bobby together, I think, and Helen for that matter, to what often in this series has turned into sort of just like a, a showcase for the guest actor, at, with without any real stakes or consequence, just sort of the comedic relief right. that B story. Right. But I actually thought it was one of my favorite bits of this episode. And like you said, the whole subterfuge was. Yeah, maybe it was a little bit outside the box, but it still was within the rooted in reality. And I think it it showed some growth for Bobby and for all the parties involved. So I, I think all around it was a success. Yeah, totally agreed. Congratulations, Martin Ferrero, on your fake award on a podcast that no one listens to. Hey, that's big, that's big <laughs> praise. Except for Tom Brady. Tommy! Tom Brady! Okay, well, good job with that. All right, we have, uh, now it's, here's the big one. Other than the tires. You killed your podiatrist. You killed your podiatrist. Ah, nailed the key. Blew the case. But, but you, you let a single tear run down your face. You're the best actor on the show. Well, there was only two tears this week. Two tears. They both belonged to Lindsay, who did a lot of acting. She had a lot of moral quandaries. She had to give up her old boyfriend, mm-hmm. but also Kelly Williams. She's actually a person, but yeah, yes, also get her boyfriend. Uh, I, yeah, I think Kelly Williams is the best actress on the show this week for me. Yeah, I think it's a. I think it's a fair. It's it's a fair assessment. She does she does a really good job um, keeping the urgency going. You can see the conflict going on. You know, I can see the conflict with you, Keith. I, I don't think you agree. No, I do. No, okay. I actually do. I, I and I think that however you feel about the love story triangle here, uh, and we'll talk about that in the tires section. Um, she did a really good job of mixing all of those things, um, and and it felt like one storyline did affect the other. Um, so, yeah, I'd, I'd say uh, well, we're, we're unanimous today. So, congratulations, Kelly Williams. Uh, playing Lindsay Dole in this episode, you are the best actor. Amazing, uh, just a huge, groundbreaking story of winning this best actor award on our podcast. Keith, I'd like to go back in time and yeah. do and do a uh, a crowd fundraising effort to get Bobby some goddamn blinds for his office. <laughs> right? Oh my god! Or maybe getting getting him an apartment. Because apparently he sleeps there and bangs there twenty four seven. So have they? They've been are they off and on banging him and Lindsay, or is it just like here and there, or it happened in the past and they were just rehashing here? I mean, it seemed like they were. They have been doing it on and off throughout the entire series secretly. Because yeah. she said and this like, is the last time. Yeah, treating it like they've been sort of like fuck buddies. But what about but, when she was awkwardly in his office during the during the pilot? Well, I th- I think it's it started, started it happened in between those two. Yeah. Uh, so in, yeah, interesting retcon having this having been happening this whole time without us knowing it. 
Especially with those blinds like that. They're not, obviously oh, not being very goodness. discreet. No, Bobby is anything. Ladies right. and gentlemen, it is time to announce how many spare tires this episode gets. Yeah, I think so, I'm going to give it eight spare tires, Keith. Eight? Oh my God, eight spare tires. I really enjoyed it. That's huge. Yeah, I mean, I... I really liked, as I as I said earlier, I liked the sense of urgency that happened with the case, um, with with the mule. I, I felt that that sort of the ticking clock there. I thought the the machinations of like the the law and the I, I, the divided stakes. I thought that was good. Um, and uh, obviously laying some groundwork with Jimmy's case. That's clearly going to be a thing moving forward, which I'm excited about. Um, I liked the the Looney Tune case. Uh, you know, I, I'm just struggling with caring about Bobby's sex life. And I, I just, this is not the show I go to watch who's sleeping with whom. Like that's Grey's Anatomy. If I want to, if I want to like, oh my God, so-and-so sleeping with who behind whose back, that's Grey's Anatomy. I don't, I, I just, I'm not sure I care in the context of the practice, but that is sort of my personal taste, um, I, okay, to, I agree, and I assume that the show had such a long-lived kind of life cycle because we must deal with other character stuff moving forward with like the firm and whatnot. I know that eventually, you know, uh, they sell the firm. So at least I imagine because Denny Crane becomes a, a thing. Um, however, I, I like this most in my shows, like the the drama and the arc of the characters, rather than just the procedural stuff, is mm-hmm. what is what entertains me. And so I'm glad to kind of get back to that because clearly the, the the center of gravity of this whole thing is supposed to be Bobby. And often I feel like, especially this season, we've gotten away from him. Yeah. So if it's his weird revolving door of sex partners that brings us back to home base, then I'll deal with it until something Anything else happens. Anything that gets you on the farm, right. you're, you're on board with. <laughs> B-I-N-G-O. You got it. <laughs> so I really enjoyed it. And, and this, I was entertained. And, uh, there's some drama. There's still tension between Hang and Lindsay. Uh, there's a, a bond that's now being formed between Jimmy and, uh, oh my God, Eleanor. And, you know, Eugene is still finding what the hell he's going to be. So I, I just really enjoyed it. All right. I'm excited. So uh, so you give it eight. I'm going to give it seven. So that brings us to 7.5. 7.5, that's pretty good. Which compares to an IMDb rating. What did the universe think compared to Keith and Mike? I just stole the melody from your last bumper, so that can't count. That can't stay. <laughs> <laughs> what was the other one we came up with today? I gotta remember it. Oh. Oh, something about uh, a non sequitur, but with country? Oh, oh no, the, no, that was uh, oh, something to do with you. <laughs> it, de- it definitely had something to do with me. Oh, so IMDb gave this a seven point one. Yeah. So we're on All base. Right, well, we're we're yeah we're kind, we're kind of in there. Okay. Well, you know, if you would like to reach us at the Out of Practice Podcast, and please leave us a rating and review. It would be really really helpful on Apple iTunes, so that more than Tom Brady will be listening to this. Yeah. Was there anything new this week? Did you check here? Uh, no, nothing is new this week. What about Nobody emails? Did we check emails? Lots of good junk. But if you wanted to email us, it's outofpracticepodcast at gmail.com. Our Instagram and Facebook are also at outofpracticepodcast. Our blog is outofpracticepodcast.blogspot.com. So please, reach out. We're lonely. 
We are. Poor, poor uh, Dex's TV broke. He had nothing to do all week. Oh, it was terrible. It, it, but it did make me realize that I watched too much TV. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a real problem. But, you know, we do a lot of radio, so that counts. That's true. Uh, we apologize for this being uh, a day late, but I bet you didn't even notice, did you? You sons <laughs> yeah, no, of Tom, bitches. Tom Brady was like sitting on the floor of his kitchen sobbing yesterday. He, we got six new out. emails this week about how to grow your podcast on YouTube. So clearly we're not reading those emails. <laughs> <laughs> no, we are not reading our emails. Alas. My podcast review says we got two new reviews for Out of Practice Podcast. Yeah, but they were old. Yes, but they were old. Well, on behalf of myself and Mr. Keith, Laser Sounds. Laser Sounds. What is Wisdom of One? Wisdom of One is the story of me, the brave and powerful hero, Skank Ross 7 and counting. Wisdom of One, there's like all these crazy adventures that we go on. It always has something new. <laughs> This podcast has many, many personality disorders in evidence. See if you can spot them all. The one telling the story is shockingly repressed. Yet another Dungeons and Dragons comedy podcast. Interrupted by long stretches of grunting from Dagon and pointless NPC nonsense you should skip through. Sometimes it's just more fun than real life, I guess. So find us on your podcatcher of choice. Give us a listen, rate, and review us. We need your help there for sure. Wisdom of One. Failure is a way of life. Charisma of 20.